How are you guys doing? Good to see you cold. <laughs> it is very cold. Is that right? I'm so glad so many of you braved the, the ice and the cold this morning, and I'm glad that there are many of you who are probably watching online right now, um, probably sitting comfortably on your couch in your PJs where it's warm right now and didn't brave the ice. Um, so maybe you're the smarter ones, I'm not sure, you know. Um, but hey, I'm really glad that we're here and that we're this Sunday we are wrapping up a series that we've been in since the start of this uh, semester or this year, uh, 2021. And this series we've been in has all been talking about how we can grow as individuals. And that's not talking about how we can, as a church, grow numerically. That's not what this is about because that's not the ego of our church. The ego of our church is we want to make disciples who are making disciples, who are going out and being difference makers, being influencers, who are loving God and loving Jesus, loving people, and and pointing everything back to Jesus. That, that's our heart in everything we do, whether there's six people here or 60 or 600, because our heart is to glorify God. And when we open up scripture, God had in mind that we would live and act and be a certain way. And so he's formed a formula in scripture on how we can go about growing more and more into the people that God wants us to be. This isn't a legalistic thing of you're going to earn God's favor. That's not what this is. You are saved by faith in Jesus. This is about stepping more into the role of the person that you were always meant to be. And we can see multiple different ways in Scripture where God says, this is how you're going to grow into the person I want you to be. One of them, what we looked at, was just coming before Scripture, coming humbly before and saying, you know what? This is a truth that is greater than any truth in my life. This is truer than I am and anything I come up with. So I must approach it humbly. I must approach it with the the heart to want to dig into it, to to find out what it says, what God is trying to say into my life. And so we, we looked at that. And we also looked in our next week, we were talking about the the importance of developing life-altering relationships. The kind of relationships where we can be with someone and be like, here I am, here's everything good and bad about me. And the other person says, you know what, I'm not impressed by you, but I love you, I see you, and we're going to get through this together. Those life-altering relationships where you can look back and you're like, I'm a different person today, I'm a better person today because of the investment of this person in my life. Right? So we talked about how we develop those in our lives. And then we talked about habits, both the bad habits that want to pull us away from uh, who we want to be and who we know God wants us to be. But we also talked about the good habits, the, the ones that we can develop. And we went back to studying God's word and developing that habit into our lives so that over time, in 5, 10, 15 years from now, we can look back and see that, hey, I've become this kind of person because of this daily habit that I was constantly building into my life. Whether it was, you know, exercising, whether it was uh, uh, sitting down, having conversations with my spouse every day, or or whatever, it's just getting 10 minutes into God's word and letting that over years shape and mold you more and more to someone who has a great faith and trust in God. And then last week, uh, we talked about how after we have taken all the blessings we've been given in life, we we take opportunities to be a blessing to someone else. So we talked about serving, something that's very near and dear to the heart of this church, that we want to take every opportunity to serve, that we want to give back, that we want to be a blessing to others, and we want to be people who are making a difference in someone else's life. 
Will we be people who are giving back because we realize all that the grace that God has given us over the years and we look at it and we're like, you know what? I can't just sit comfortably on the sidelines. I have to get into the field. I have to step forward and say, you know what? I'm going to help out in any way I can. And I love the fact that this church oftentimes has that heart. That we can find little ways that people step out and say, you know what, I want to serve. Like even before you guys showed up, I saw Travis out there with a shovel helping to shovel some ice out here. Things like that, these opportunities when we, we step into these moments to be a blessing for others. And everything in this series has dealt with things that we can do to help become more of who we know God wants us to be. But some of the moments that shape us, that, that change who we are, are the moments that are sometimes outside of our are the moments where something is thrown on us, whether it's good or bad, and we're left in this moment humbly saying, God, I have no control over this. And this moment is shaping me. It's scary. It's good. It's wonderful. It's terrifying. And all I can do is just trust you. And these moments come for all of us. They're pivotal life circumstances. Those moments that we look back on and we say, you know what? This was a moment where my life took a different direction. Some of them are great. Some of them are like, you know, graduating school, meeting the love of your life, hearing the cry of your baby the first time, getting that that dream job that you've always wanted, getting that achievement that you've been working for. These can oftentimes be very wonderful, beautiful, pivotal moments of your life. But then there are moments that are hard as well, that we all have to face. That we we go through and we sit there and think, I don't want to go through this. And they shape who we are. And if we trust a God who is in all control and who loved us so much that he was willing to send Jesus into this world to die for us, And we have to trust that God is doing something in these moments, both the good ones and the tough ones. And we can see the encouragement of this when we open up Scripture. When you go to Romans chapter 8, right before that passage that you heard Dave read on the screen, right before that, Paul stops and he says this in verse 28. And he says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Now, let me be clear, that's not a health and wealth and and happiness gospel message of, oh, if you just love Jesus, then you're going to be healthy and happy and wealthy. That's not what Paul's saying, because that's certainly not true for Paul's life. But he's saying he's got this trust. that In the good times, God is doing something good in his heart and in the world around him, and even in the painful moments. That even when he doesn't fully know it or he can't fully explain it or he might not always see the results in his own life, he's trusting that God is doing something good. That God is still working on something. He's still got some things up his sleeve that are, that are good because of this. That's going to impact others because of this. David was a perfect example. You know, King David, we oftentimes hear a story beginning with David and Goliath, you know, the little kid with a stone knocks out the the giant and wins the day. And we oftentimes think, well, man, this is a wonderful thing. And he he gets this honor and he's immediately paraded through town as this hero. But we forget that, like, in a very short time, the tables turn on him. 
And the king he fought to defend now wants him dead out of pure jealousy. And so as an innocent man, all of a sudden, David is in this situation where one moment he was paraded around and people were cheering his name, and the next moment that same crowd are out hunting him and he's running as a fugitive. He's an innocent man. And you can read in the Psalms, he's writing so many Psalms during this time of just his turmoil and his confusion. He's like, God, I don't understand. I was trying to do what was right. I was trying to do what was good. And now I'm hated and now I'm on the run and I'm in this moment. And you can read in the book of Psalms, multiple Psalms that he's writing during this time of just saying, God, I'm trying to hold on. But he's in a moment where his life is changing. An example is in Psalm 18, where he begins the psalm. He says, I love you, O Yahweh, my strength. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Now, I want to encourage you to go home and read the rest of that psalm because he starts laying out the details where he can look back. He's like, I can see how God was working in this moment. And how do you think he's able to look at God and say, God, you're my rock, you're my shield, you're my deliverer if he did not experience times where he was so weak his strength could only come from God. Where he felt like he hit rock bottom and in that moment he found God was with him. Or he can say, you know, God, I feel like I'm surrounded and him be able to say, you know what, I can still see where you are my shield and you've been defending me even in this moment. And this This message is is powerful. The story of David is powerful. And we can spend the rest of the morning breaking down, just looking at the life of David. But I want to do something different. I want us to turn more internal, to look at our own little family here. I want to invite up on stage another guest as we end this series, just to hear their own story about how God has shaped them through the good times and the bad times, those pivotal moments where their life, they look back and they're like, you know what, I am... I'm more of who God wants me to be today. And I have a greater intimacy with God because of the pivotal life circumstances that have come up. So if you all would please welcome Paul on stage with me, Lauren Hassanoff. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. I'm glad you're up here. Thank you. Would you go ahead and in case... There's some here who don't know you. Just briefly introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, so I am Lauren Hasanov. Uh, I am Dave and Luann Elledge's daughter. So I've been around the Bluff Church the whole time. Uh, if I've been living here, occasionally I was not here, but um, that's who I am. I am a single mom to two boys, Sam and Alex, who are 9 and 11, and I am a school counselor here in Poplar Bluff. Okay. So Dave's daughter, that means I guess I got but be on good behavior up here and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Otherwise, I'll be hearing about it Monday morning. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, pivotal life circumstances. So in your own words, how would you describe a pivotal life circumstance for someone, either good or bad or things like that? Um, yeah, I would say a pivotal life circumstance is just something that changes the direction of your life. Um, definitely there's good ones and bad ones, like you've said before, um, but... Uh, just anything that happens, either, you know, sometimes it's our own doing, sometimes it just happens to us, um, but just something that changes the way that our life is going to go. Yeah. So we looked real briefly, you know, in Romans chapter 8, and Paul said, you know, hey, he believes that God uses everything uh, for those who love God. He uses everything for good um, in some sort of end. So 
in your own opinion, how might God grow someone or use something like good or painful for good in some circumstances? Um, well, definitely the good things, you know, are kind of, I mean, they're not necessarily rewards, but they're just, you know, a, a reminder of, you know, God's love for us, I would say, just a reminder to be thankful and grateful for the good things that God has for us. Um, but the difficult things, um, sometimes we bring them on ourselves. Sometimes they just happen to us. Uh, but I think they're all just a chance to trust God. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the good or the bad, especially a life circumstance, a change can be hard, mm-hmm. even the good ones. Um, you know, I have two kids. Having kids is amazing, and it's a gift, but it's also really hard. So um, <laughs> that's definitely just a chance to trust God and know that he's... Mm-hmm. Um, going to take care of us, that he, you know, is giving us these things. You know, maybe it's a something that's been entrusted to us, um, mm-hmm. like children, but um, something that he's going to use in our lives or in the world around us uh, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So as a school counselor, you know, and you're a middle school counselor, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a pivotal moment for a lot of kids yeah. and things like that. Uh, so when you're counseling a kid, when they're in a pivotal life, what are the typical advice you give them, or how do you go about usually doing that and aspect for to encourage a kid when they're in that situation? Yeah, um, I usually first of all tell them that, and it's usually hard things that we talk about. Um, the good things are easy to celebrate; they don't necessarily need a lot of support. So it's usually the hard stuff that they're coming to me to talk about. Um, and in those moments, I just try to remind them that it's not forever, mm-hmm. um, and especially when you're a fourth, fifth, or sixth grader it feels like it's going to be forever. Mm. Um, something hard happens, you know, they lose grandparents or um, families going through a divorce or, you know, whatever's going on in their lives that we're talking about. Um, my first thing is, you know, you're, even if you're feeling pain right now or you're feeling grief or whatever, it's not going to feel overwhelming forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, at young ages, we, we deal with kids dealing with depression or thoughts of, you know, suicide, things like that, and it's really important for them to understand whatever they're going through is not the end, it's not how it's going to be for the rest of their lives. Um, We also talk a lot about emotions, like Mm -hmm. how are we going to pin down how we're feeling, because a lot of kids deal with stuff with anger, Mm -hmm. Um, even if there's other stuff underneath, feeling sad or disappointed or whatever, a lot of it comes out in being angry or, you know, getting in fights or whatever, so we deal with what are you actually feeling? And then we talk about coping skills. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we deal with our situations? And it's good things for us as adults to use too. So sometimes <laughs> I have to remind myself, like, am I using my coping skills right now? Um, and as Christians, like, we have the best coping skills actually <laughs> through prayer and scripture and being with um, other believers. Um, so I often have to take my own advice and work on that too. <laughs> yeah. I think those are two wonderful things of like, you know, understanding, hey, you know, this pain is. You know, even though when you might not see in the moment, it is temporary, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes encouraging to have someone say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm beside you, I'm supporting you, but I want you to know this is not the end of your story. Mm-hmm. This this is just another chapter. You know, God's still got more to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you know, just be patient. God's God's going to work through this. But also, you know, I think you brought up another good point of just how are you going to process this? You know, what are your emotions? You know, you're experiencing pain. Okay, how do you choose to to move forward with this mm-hmm. and, and respond to this, you know, in a healthy manner, not yeah. a lashing out. Because I know in my own heart, when I'm feeling pain, what I typically want to do is lash out and right. cause pain for others. You know, misery yeah. loves company. Like, we're all like yeah. that. So 
I think it takes a lot of wisdom to be able to stop and be like, I'm in pain, but how do I want to respond to this? How do mm-hmm. I want to process this? Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, what have been some pivotal moments in your life, either good or bad, that you're willing to share um, with the rest of us and how maybe you've learned from those things? Um, there's been a lot. <laughs> uh, good ones, kind of like I shared before. My kids are definitely one of the best. Um, mm-hmm. Just watching them grow, growing as a parent, um, kind of learning to, and there's, you know, different ones along the way as they grow up, and now we're getting, you know, older and more pivotal things happening, you know, just learning to uh, see them through those times. Um, But I would say probably the biggest one in my life um, was going through um, a very dysfunctional and abusive marriage and then divorce. Um, That was definitely the biggest... uh, life-changing, pivotal moment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was coming up on like seven years ago now. Um, But uh, definitely there were a lot of pivotal moments leading up to those moments, you know, getting Mm -hmm. into that relationship and then realizing this isn't going well and, you know, giving it a chance and deciding finally, like, it's time that this is, you know, this isn't going to work and it's causing more damage to me and then to my kids also. So um, that moment to decide to leave that relationship was definitely a big, big moment for me. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for sharing. What if, I know when I've been in these pivotal moments of good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about God. You know, and you've shared a few of them. What were some things that maybe you've learned about yourself or you learned about God in those experiences? Uh, things that I learned kind of about... Um, God, I learned that he's there always. I always knew that, but just going through a difficult time like that, it's um, when you feel like you don't have anything to hold on to, mm. it's important to know, like, I have that. Um, and I learned a lot about myself as in how I can trust other people, um, having people help me, allowing people to help me, which is a big, hard thing. That's a difficult lesson to learn Very difficult, yeah. Still learning that one. But um, I had to rely on family members and friends and my church family. Um, And that was hard to say, you know, I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have all this together. Um, I also just kind of had to start my life over. Um, I didn't really have money. I didn't have a job. We moved here just kind of overnight. Um, but, you know, I had my family to take care of us. <laughs> we lived with my parents for several years. Um, so that that was hard, you know, to say, like, I need this help, and I need help taking care of my kids and, and all those things. But God, you know, definitely, it was humbling, um, but also a growing time to know that he's going to take care of us. He, I can trust him with whatever I'm going through. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to always hear, like, um, you know, hear a sermon about that. And you're like, hey, God's with you. God's mm-hmm. sticking with you. And even read it, but then to experience it is a completely different feeling. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is where the rubber meets the road. And I've, I've experienced this. I know this for a fact, you know, that, that God's got me and things like that. When you've been in those moments, yeah. um, it's, it's powerful. It's life-changing in a lot of ways. So looking back, where do you think you were tested the most? And where did you find the most encouragement on the flip side? Um, definitely tested by, uh, just having to start over, <laughs> like I just said, mm-hmm. uh, just trusting that God was going to take care of us. Um, 
I was definitely, though, very encouraged, too, with uh, people being willing to help us. Um, you know, definitely family. And, of course, you know, family always wants to help. But mine, I felt like they really stepped up in ways that I, you know, never even expected. Just letting us live there and um, taking care of my kids, my grandparents, who aren't with us anymore. Um, but they watched my boys uh, for years, just helping me to get a job and... Um, as I was going through, I went back to school after that and just a lot of different things, but um, a lot of support from all of them. People from the church stepped up in huge ways and helped us um, just helping with the kids or um, there was a situation where I had to get my car back from my ex and he was in Colorado. And so instead of me driving out there and having to deal with that difficult situation, people from the church took the car and got the trade, trade the car and brought it back for me. So that was, I mean, just things like that, that just to take some of that weight off my shoulders was really encouraging and um, helped me know that, you know, God's with me and his people are with me. So it Mm -hmm. was a big encouragement. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. (laughs) So um, looking back on the situation, and you've probably already alluded to this a little bit, but how do you feel now when you look back on that situation? Like, what thoughts or feelings kind of um, well up, I guess? Um, I'm definitely glad that I'm through it. (laughs) Um, Just because I learned a lot doesn't mean it's pleasant to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also just thankful that um, I allowed God to work in me. Um, One thing that I really learned in that time was just um, God's grace, like accepting that grace for myself. Um, I know when we trust Christ, we trust that, you know, he covers our sins and he uh, does all those things. But, you know, I had a lot of guilt about the things that led up to me getting married, I guess, in the first place, Um, choosing the wrong person or ignoring things that I shouldn't have ignored and that kind of stuff. But um, I really spent a lot of time praying and reading my Bible and all that kind of stuff when I was going through everything. And there was a moment when I just felt very clearly like God speaking to me, like that I couldn't atone for my sins by staying in a bad marriage. You know, I couldn't make it right by, you know, pressing through it or, you know, feeling like I was doing this. Um, Just growing up in church, not, I mean, my family was very like, you know, this is not a good place for you. It's not healthy. Um, But it was hard to reconcile the word, you know, like you don't ever get divorced. Um. God wants you to stay together forever, you know, that kind of thing with being in a situation where I had to make a decision that that wasn't the best for us. Yeah. Um, and so just having that peace from the Lord that mm. this was what he wanted for me yeah. and my kids. And, um, you know, I couldn't make it better by staying in a bad situation. That's an important lesson sometimes to, to learn or to, to wrestle with and things mm-hmm. like that. So. I know looking back at my own past experiences when I've been in a pivotal moment, I can sometimes, you know, be very angry with God or hurt with God or have some emotion in the moment. Um, Like I've had moments where I've just been screaming out loud at God, like, God, I do not like this. This is wrong. You've wronged me kind of deal. But then with time, I've been able to look back and my relationship with God is different. I can look on those and be like, I'm I'm really glad, God, that you brought me through this or Mm -hmm. this or that. So in your own experience, how did you feel about God in the moment? compared to how do you feel about God now? Like, where have you changed or grown and things like that? Um, just kind of with what I went through, I, I guess I felt more like I was disappointing God or like mm. he, 
um, would be upset with me or, you know, whatever. Um, but now I just, I just look back and I feel a lot of love and a lot of um, grace from God and, and just understanding his trustworthiness and that he was going to be with me mm-hmm. through everything. And so um, I definitely learned that through there. And as I look back at that time, I just, um, God really was everything to me in those times. And that was a great lesson to learn through that situation. Yeah. Okay. So it's likely that there may be with the crowd we have here or those watching online, there's probably someone in here who's experiencing some sort of pivotal life moment themselves, whether good or bad. What encouragement would you give right now to those who are in those kind of moments, whether good or bad, that, you know, from what the lessons you've learned? Uh, well, kind of what I tell my kids is it's not forever. If there's pain, it's not forever. Um, and he's, God's going to be with you through the whole thing. Um, also, but I think it's also important to remember that it's okay to feel however you feel. You know, when you're angry at God, he understands that. And mm-hmm. um, it's okay to be sad when things happen that are, that are difficult. Um, you don't have to just believe that, you know, you're going to pray and God's going to make everything go away and feel better mm-hmm. immediately. Um, that's not how it works. Um, healing and change and all that stuff, it just takes time. Um, so just relying on him and believing that he is going to work things out, um, even if you can't see it right now, um, there's going to be better days ahead, um, and just to keep on trusting that God is going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That is such a difficult lesson, I think, a lot of times. We grew up oftentimes thinking God is way up in the sky, he's far and distant, he doesn't understand, and then you, know, then you feel sometimes guilty of, oh, I'm going to disappoint him, I'm going to get him mad, or I can't be open and honest with God with what I'm going through because then it will upset him. Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult lesson a lot of times to learn of, you know, the guy who was nailed to a cross can handle our temper tantrums. Mm-hmm. He can handle our pain, our yeah. sadness. And it's not one of those, he's like, hey, let me brush this under the rug and get rid of this. But he wants to be in those moments with us. Yeah. Um, that is a difficult and intimate place to, to be sometimes with God to, to get to that point. Um, so I'm so thankful that you came up here and you're sharing stuff like that and you're transparent and open with us. Um, is there any final advice or words of wisdom or anything you'd like to say to our church family? Um, well, first of all, thank you to my church for being with me through all this. Not everyone was here uh, when I was going through all that, but just as a church, um, I had a lot of encouragement, a lot of help, so I'm very appreciative for that. Um, one more thing I just thought of uh, just a little bit ago was just a verse that was important to me as I was walking through yeah. this time. Um, it's from John 6, and it's um, Jesus talking to the disciples after a lot of disciples had kind of turned away because something hard had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus had a really hard teaching, um, and a lot of the disciples were like, ah, that's too much. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but then Jesus said to the disciples, he said, well, this is from uh, John, from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And Jesus said, you do not want to leave too, do you? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And that was just encouraging to me to know, like, this is hard, um, but there's nowhere else I'd want to be. There's no one else I'd rather trust with this situation because I know that God knows what he's talking about, um, and he is the one who's going to help direct my life into the way that needs to go.
That's really good. Lauren Hassanoff, everybody. <laughs> On Saturday nights right now, my small group is going through the book of Hebrews, one of my favorite books. And chapter one, and they, it talks about how big God is, how big Jesus is, and how powerful he is. But then in chapter two, it, it turns and it starts talking about how close this Jesus is. That he wants to be beside us when we're in the wonderful moments of life or in the moments when we feel like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That Jesus is close. He's present. And these life circumstances, as we talked about, come for all of us. They come for organizations as well. Us as a church, we're about to experience a wonderful, pivotal life circumstance in a few weeks when we move to a new location. But sometimes they're difficult as well. And I hope one thing you heard in all this is that it's okay to not be okay. This place is not a, a museum for the saints. That's not what this family is. This family is a hospital for the broken. We, we say all the time, we want to be a church for those who have given up on church. That kind of means that there's some pain involved, that there's a history there in some capacity. And so our heart is to be that kind of church to be there for one another, to be bearing one another's burdens, to love on one another. So that's why here in a minute, when the band comes up and is singing, the elders are going to be standing in the back of the room if you need to talk to someone. If you find yourself in a pivotal life circumstance, whether it's a good one or bad one, you're like, I need to talk to someone. They're going to be there for you. And it might be one of those you don't want to talk to them in that moment. You can just come up to them like, hey, here's, here's my number. Please call me and talk to me later this week. They're going to be happy for that. Because they love you guys. And us as pastors, we love you guys as well. So if you would please, let's go ahead and let's pray. Um, and then the band will come up here. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners. Life is a roller coaster, Father. Sometimes we feel like we're at the top. And other times it feels like we're falling down out of control. But we thank you that you are along for the ride, that you're still in control, that you are still working things behind the scenes to take care of us. And it's wonderful to being able to, to be past a situation, to be able to look back and see how even when we were in a, a time of pain, how maybe that, that's a blessing to now to someone else. Like now we're able to encourage someone or we're able to be there for someone else because of the moments that we've gone through in life, the good ones and the bad ones, Father. And for us as a church, we want to be that for, for one another and for this community. So, Father, I'm going to ask something of you that I think is uh, <laughs> kind of crazy, uh, maybe considered uh, uh, stupid, <laughs> uh, but certainly dangerous. Father, I'm going to ask that you disturb us that you search us and you, you know our anxious hearts so that we can come to know you more. Father, I'm asking that you'd be willing to break us even if it meant pouring out something beautiful upon another so that others can come to know of the gospel, come to know of the new life in Jesus. And Father, if that requires you breaking us, then let it start with me. Let it start with our church so that we can be the people who are sent out. Father, here are we. Send us. If that means you must search us or break us, Father, we are willing.
because we want to give you glory. We want to be there for others. More than anything, we want to make you famous. So help us in this, Father. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you.